This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Well, as I said, we can't get through an entire show without talking about the Toronto election. And there are developments. First, a Main Street poll finds that the majority of Toronto residents are strongly opposed to Premier Ford's use of the notwithstanding clause to carry out his plan to slash the size of city council. Meanwhile, the province is in court appealing the ruling that their original Bill 5 was unconstitutional. So if they win this appeal, and if they win it quickly, they won't have to pass the new bill that they were up all night about that uses the notwithstanding clause. Um, I know that sounds confusing. So bear with us. And to help us out and sort out all of the implications, we have Joseph Angolano, Vice President. President of Main Street Research and lawyer Ari Goldkind. Hey guys. Hi, how are you? Okay, Ari, let's start with you. So um, the province is on track to pass the new law that uses the notwithstanding clause on Thursday, but they're hoping they get a favorable ruling before then, which will mean they don't have to do that? That's right. Just to be specific, I'm standing on the steps of the Court of Appeal now, stepping out to talk to you. So here's what it is in a nutshell, because I think a lot of people are confused or misunderstand what's happening here. It's very simple. Ford got a decision he didn't like from a judge named Bello Baba. That decision interpreted the Charter, our rights, our freedoms, etc., in a way that people who don't like Ford loved and people who have no problem with Ford probably have no issue with. However, what Judge Bell Obama did was relatively unprecedented. And Ford's complaint is that the judge did mental gymnastics to get to a result critical of him. What Ford is doing right now as we speak, and the lawyers are literally in court behind me, is saying, I want a three-judge panel of the Court of Appeal to essentially agree with me that Justice yeah. Bell Obama, when I say agree with me, I mean Ford, Agree with me that Justice Bello Baba's decision is highly appealable, is havoc-causing, and essentially wrongly decided, which would then lead to the granting of a stay, which in English means that the decision is essentially nullified, sending it back to 47-ward election, and it would be the 25-ward election that started all of this. It's called Bill 5, and that would be sort of Ford's Bob, your uncle, way, for getting away from using the notwithstanding clause and to complete the sentence, then I'll pause. He's also said, well, if we don't get our way in court today, I am going to use the notwithstanding clause, which will become law on Thursday, which is called Bill 31, Libby. Okay, let's bring in Joseph Angolano. (laughs) Joseph, so you did the poll and you found that, let me pull up uh, the numbers, that... um, 55% 
of people in Toronto said they were not in favor uh, of uh, reducing the size of council, uh, that they strongly disagreed with the use of the notwithstanding clause. Is that, do I have the right number there? Yeah, that's right. You got it. You got it exactly right. Okay. So were they more upset about reducing the size or about using the notwithstanding clause? They're far more upset about the use of the notwithstanding clause. Uh, we found that 65% of Torontonians surveyed opposed the use of the clause to, 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 to pass this legislation. And that's uh, significantly lower than, uh, than, than people who disagree with the notion that, that, that council should be reduced. So it leaves me uh, to conclude that uh, people, they, they may disagree with the, the idea in, in the abstract. It might be up for debate, sure. Okay, we might want smaller council sizes uh, or, or not, but what they don't appreciate is the use of a clause of the Constitution that's only meant to be used in very, very specific circumstances when uh, fundamental rights clash. That is the purpose of the, of the notwithstanding clause, if I understand it correctly. They, uh, Torontonians do not want to see this clause used just to ram through legislation to cut council size, to, which does, I mean, it's open to debate whether it has any public benefit or not, right? It's, it's an interesting debate to have, but it's not, but it's still very much up in the air. I mean, we're not, it's not a slam dunk, yes or no. Okay, so let use, me uh, let... use a notwithstanding clause for this. Torontonians are very strongly opposed to it. Now, I I know you yeah. didn't I know you didn't measure this, and it might be hard to extrapolate. But uh, if uh, Doug Ford wins uh, this appeal that that is underway right now and does not end up using the notwithstanding clause, does he get any points for that, or does everybody, uh, Joseph Angolano, just know that he 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 would have in a heartbeat? So they're still mad. They may still be mad. I mean, it's hard to measure this going forward. Um, what it's hard to predict what's going to happen in the future, uh, how people will perceive this use. I mean, um, what the survey does tell me is that. Uh, Torontonians do know what the notwithstanding clause is. They take it seriously, uh, and that they don't appreciate its use for this. I can't imagine um, it being uh, uh, Torontonians accepting the use of the notwithstanding clause in other legislation. Or who knows what the premier might use it for uh, going forward? It's hard to say, but uh, it's hard to imagine them be, uh, being receptive to the, to the notion of going forward for other bits of legislation, whatever the premier might be able to come up with. Okay. Ari, uh, what's your take on that? Does it matter if he uses it or not at this point? Well, I have a totally different take on even the poll, so I'm not saying this to disagree with the pollster. That's his livelihood. But I have a different view of this. The reason why so many Torontonians might answer this way is because they actually are not as versed in what has actually happened in Queen's Park and where this notwithstanding clause comes in. What they're reading is the headline on most anti-social media or in the Star or other reputable papers that essentially say Ford is trampling on all your rights. He's essentially decided to be dictator and king. That ignores the question going on in the Court of Appeal right now, which is what if Justice Bell Obama simply got it wrong? What if the Court of Appeal finds that they totally disagree with Bell Obama and Bell Obama went on a fanciful flight of his own. This is I'm speaking as if I was Ford's lawyer or the Court of Appeal. And right now, the Court of Appeal, literally, Libby, within the last 10 minutes, have grilled the lawyers who are saying 
that the freedom of expression was cut off because they had to campaign for a new ward. They're grilling those lawyers. So if at the end of the day, the Court of Appeal, and I'm not saying they will, if the Court of Appeal says, you know, Justice Bellobaba just got it wrong, he just decided to find something constitutionally offensive that really isn't at all, or go back to brass tacks, if Justice Bellobaba hypothetically had said, look, Ford shouldn't have done this in the middle of the election, it's ham-fisted, it's high-handed, it's Ford-like, but he's entitled to do it by virtue of his position of Premier and the election. I think there would be no issue here. There'd be nothing that people would be bent out of shape about. So when the headlines are all, Ford is going to ruin your rights and take them all away from you, of course people aren't going to like the use of that clause. But when they delve deeper into it and understand maybe this is a fight that needs to be picked when a judge enters into the fray. Again, I'm speaking as if I was a Ford lawyer. If a judge enters into the fray and sort of takes an elected leader's ability to do something in legislation and comes up with a decision that he just simply says is not for him, I think a lot of people, when you get into that discussion, Libby, would have a different view of the notwithstanding clause, given that it would be completely, completely agreed that if Ford were to take away a sacrosanct right or affect minorities or do something that affects Jews, black people, women, transgender people, then the hysteria... I think starts to make sense, but I think there needs to be some perspective here that one judge simply decreed that you and I, Libby, living in Toronto, can't be represented by 25 wards and can only be represented by 47, which is, I say with all due respect, a very tenuous claim. Right. Uh, I'm, I'm Since we referred to uh, people and the way they interpret it, I'm going to go to some people who've been waiting patiently. Hang on, guys. Uh, but in terms of that, I guess the argument a lot of people are making is that uh, just because you don't like a judge's decision, you don't uh, nullify it. You wait until what's happening today and go to appeal. But uh, let's definitely get to Walt in London. Hi, Walt. Yes, hello. You're on the air. Go ahead. Yes, I'd like to get my two cents uh, worth in about something down here. Yes. In 1991, two and three, there's some developers here and uh, land investors, including Conrad Black, who wanted to get sewers, but they couldn't get sewers with our town council here because they didn't have the money. So they uh, came up with the idea to put us into London, and the NDP at that time reduced our town councillors from seven to zero. <laughs> Sorry? They did it in the middle of their term. They were sitting in the middle of their term. They just turned out the lights and their briefcases and kicked them in the ass. <laughs> so I find it highly ridiculous that they're complaining that this is anti-democratic. Okay. <laughs> on, on, parts of the conser- on, the, on the part of the conservatives, because they did a uh, hundred times worse down here. Okay. Thanks for that, Walt. Okay. Okay. Let's go to John in Niagara. Hello, John. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? Good. Your last speaker there, I agree with him 100% with what he's saying about the uh, media, the way they blow it up as if it's uh, Trump, or Trump, sorry, Ford Mm. is taking away some kind of constitutional right of us. Uh, People down in Agra, everybody I talk to down here, figure Ford's doing a great job and he should keep it up. Um, Yeah, and what about your council? The council down here? Right. Yes, they agree with that. Uh-huh. The, the members I've talked they're running down here politically, of course, but they agree with that, that uh, 
you can't have this big government that's uh, dysfunctional, which Toronto has. Everybody knows it, whether you want to admit it or not. Okay, that's the view from Niagara. John, thanks for that. All righty. Okay. Uh, so, uh, Joseph Angolano, I guess you did not pull anyone outside of Toronto for this uh, particular poll, correct? That's right. I mean, this is a decision that affects Torontonians. It affects their governance. It uh, affects how many councillors they're going to have. It's affecting their elections right this minute. Uh, there's, I mean, we now have the city clerk wondering whether she can even uh, contest uh, or set up their elections with the situation. This is who we, uh, this, I mean, this affects Torontonians, and this is who we serve it. I mean, perhaps in the future we may look at how other um, uh, people in the province uh, uh, view the issue, especially the use of the notwithstanding clause. But, uh, uh, but this, is, this was our focus of study uh, for this poll. Uh-huh. And uh, again, um, I mean, I would assume that the people who are upset about the use of the notwithstanding clause are, are not going to be that much less upset if he ends up not having to use it because of this appeal. Yeah, I mean, uh, that probably is a good question. I mean, why wasn't the appeal just simply uh, initiated and, and, and take it from there? I mean, I understand there's a you know, there, there's a, there is an urgency to do this now on behalf of the premier, and I think this is where I think the the, the problem with the with the issue lies is that you are creating confusion, you are impacting people's ability to seek elected office, a fundamental political right. Uh, you are creating confusion. You are uh, um, you are impacting on people's right to vote and get having clear figure out who's running. Who are going to be the candidates in my in my in, in, in my local municipal election? My what is my what is the ward I'm going to be voting in? Is it smaller? Is it bigger? That 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 is a problem. It's the timing which which this is happening. I think that's creating that's that's creating the issue here. Right okay, now. I'm going to um, let uh... again shrinking council size. It's an interesting debate to have. It might be it might worth uh, it's certainly worth having. But this is. It's it's not the issue. I mean, this the, the notwithstanding clause was used to pass legislation. Now it could have been passed four years from now, and you would still have your efficiencies, and you still have a more efficient government if that's what is necessary. Okay. And and no rights would have been, and you wouldn't have the current problems that you're you're having right now. Okay, I'm going to let Ari respond. Ari. Okay, so let's talk about two things. First of all, we're talking about polling. The question that I would have loved to see answered, and this is, again, no criticism of your guest or polling or anything like that, but the question that I would love to see asked before people are asked whether they approve or disapprove of this is how many of you have actually read the full decision, the 21-page decision? It would shock me if that answer was more than 2%. Because when I sit down, and Libby, you know I do a lot of this, talking about these issues, when I sit down and explain to listeners or viewers, what exactly is it that Judge Bello Baba said infringed with this concept of rights? And in Canada, remember, we have all rights, 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 rights. Nobody has responsibility. Yeah, but anymore. Ari... It's, uh, but, let, but let me just explain what it is that we're talking about, if you want. But you want, it's your no, show. You, go ahead. No, I, I, I get that. But, but if you don't like the judge's decision, um, you appeal it like they're doing today as opposed to to overriding it. Very fair point. So here's why it can't happen that way. Because the election is October 22, and in my view, that election date should be extended, Libby, which cures all of this. Okay, yeah. you, You actually can't get the actual court of appeal hearing done prior to that election. So Ford becomes in a bind. Now, it's a bind of his own creation, of course, but remember, 
he has the power to do this by legislation. So all I was saying before is that the judge didn't like how he did it. And what was his reason, Libby? It was twofold. And I'll let viewers decide what they want, because who am I to give my opinion? Which is, (laughs) by having only three months left to campaign, their freedom of expression, this is the candidate's, was taken away from them. Although, Libby, I think a lot of your listeners would know that those running to be premier or prime minister have a lot less than three months to run. So I've, I've pointed that out before. Well, so then great minds think alike. But my, and then I'll digress. The problem that, again, Judge Bello Baba said is because city council went out and commissioned for itself a study that said that not only do we need 45 wards, we need 47. That's like me. Libby hiring another defense expert to theoretically come to court and say what I want them to say. Judge Bell Obaba said, you and me, Libby, as Toronto residents, would not be effectively represented by the new 25-ward system because there's something special and unique about what city councillors do that federal or provincial members of well, Parliament there is. do. Well, there is. Well, there might be, but that's a longer conversation. So all I'm saying is when people actually understand the facts of what we're talking about, the interpretation, the sky is not falling part, the slippery slope argument that so many people make. Well, there's an answer when there's a slippery slope. Wear better shoes. So I just think there's a lot of hyperbole about an issue that if there was ever a time for Ford to push back, rightly or wrongly, against who he perceives to be doing politics from the bench, this is it. And, of course, I'd be paraphrasing Ford. My own opinion is my own opinion. Okay. Uh, We are rapidly running out of time. Uh, So I am going to say thank you to Joseph Angolano and Ari Goldkind. And I am going to let, thank you guys, John in Toronto. I'm going to take, can you, a very quick comment from John in Toronto to end things off today. Well, maybe, yes, John. uh, I just want to answer the person in Niagara Falls about Toronto Council being dysfunctional. Yes, it was totally dysfunctional when Doug Ford and his brother were running it for four years. They put Toronto on the map for the wrong reasons all over the world. That's when it was totally dysfunctional, not now. Okay. okay. There's an opinion. And, and, okay. And that's, and that's the only experience that Premier Buckabeer has with city councils, those four years that he put in there. Okay. Thank you for that, John. Bye. Okay, well, uh, a lot of controversy still around this issue, and we haven't heard the last of it. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.